You're listening to Leadership Loading, a podcast that inspires leaders to be continuous learners and provides insight for those making the leap from the front line to the boardroom. My name is Jason McLaren, and I'm an Air Force firefighter veteran and safety expert turned entrepreneur and nonprofit director. I'm sitting down with industry leaders to talk about their leadership traits and lessons they have learned that can make an impact on future leaders. Hey everyone, this is the Leadership Loading Podcast. I'm the host, Jason McLaren. Today, my guest is Jason Goggins, right? Yep, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, we're going to talk about fitness and leadership and a little bit, uh, a few other things that's going on, uh, especially with what's going on in the climate today. So Jason, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me here. And um, yeah, I'm, I've been in the, the health and fitness space for about 20 years. And uh, I was a gym owner for most of that time. I've owned different kinds of gyms, one-on-one personal training. I've owned boot camps. I owned a CrossFit gym most recently and sold that a couple of years ago. And I've you know dedicated my whole life to helping people, people with health, fitness, and nutrition and things like that. And um, it's, it's a big passion of mine. And it's, it's awesome to be on a show about leadership because I think there's a, a direct correlation between fitness and leadership so i'm excited for the conversation definitely i think you know i i'll admit i'm not a a good fitness guy i don't you know don't work out i don't yeah i I think i get enough steps in when i'm doing my site visits for clients that you know i'm like that's enough for me right (laughs) but um you know i definitely see you know some very successful leaders are the ones that you know you see them on the treadmill you know you see mark cuban doing interviews and he's on the treadmill You, you see you know all these other uh billionaires millionaires you know out there and they're always working out keeping in shape so um yeah uh anything you know i guess feeding off of that you know why is it important to be in fitness when you're a leader well, first and foremost, I think to be a great leader and, and having owned gyms and had you know a bunch of staff working for me and, and being a leader in, in many different ways, as well as a leader of a household, I think we forget about, you know, we think about leadership in terms of, of leading a business or a team, but you're also the leader of your household a lot of the time. So, you know, to be a great leader, I think you've got to learn to lead yourself first, right? If you can't lead yourself, then you can have a really hard time leading others. And if nothing else, having others follow you. And I think one of the best ways to learn to lead yourself is through fitness. And and there's a lot of reasons for that. I think first and foremost, fitness is a very simple place to start. And I don't mean easy when I say simple, but it's a simple place to start. You don't need much to get started with health, fitness, and nutrition. Uh, you know, but, but the, the qualities it cultivates within you, uh, and, and we'll review some of those as the interview progresses, but the, the qualities that, that taking care of yourself and being fit and being strong, that it breathes and cultivates within you, translates directly to your ability to lead other people. And I think it's very, very difficult to lead others until you learn to lead yourself. And again, there's a lot of ways to lead yourself. And, and I'm not here telling you fitness is the only way. I'm just telling you it is a simple way to get started with that process. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I've, I've told my wife this before, you know, when I was in the military, you'd see the guy that's leading the fitness, you know, like every, some of, some of our departments had, you know, everyday fitness requirements. And then uh, since I was a firefighter, we had to go, we had to work out every day, but also twice a week, I believe it was, we had to go to like the whole squadron wide workout and i told her i was like it wasn't very leadership like when the guy that was up there telling you what to do was the one that was the overweight guy (laughs) exactly yeah and he's like okay today's the push-up you know today's workout's going to be the push-up you know and then you get down and he's sitting there just walking around telling you you know counting out for you 
Yeah, and, and, and to take that a step further, you know, that guy's leading a fitness conversation, which, you know, is, is a different level of, of he needs to be fit or she needs to be fit. But I think the same applies, and this is stuff people don't always want to hear and they don't want to accept, but we can't escape reality. And, you know, if, if you picture the guy or girl that walks into a room, whether it's, you know, in, in a business meeting or at the office in general, and you see that guy or girl and they take care of themselves. And I don't mean they have to be ripped to shreds. You know, that, that's a different level. But just take, they take care of themselves. You can tell that they put effort into their fitness and, and appearance. And it immediately you know, initiates a different feeling from the team than somebody who's overweight and maybe a little bit sloppy. And not that overweight people have to be sloppy. I don't mean that. It's an either or kind of thing. But, but if, if you're overweight, it is, it is a different feeling when you walk in the room than somebody who takes care of themselves. And we can try to escape that fact if we want to. That's not a personal judgment on anybody. It doesn't mean that the person that's overweight is a, a, a bad person by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, we can talk real or we can beat around the bush. But in, at the end of the day, think about times in your life where that man or woman has walked in the room and they're fit and they're, they're, they're lean and they take care of themselves. One is it, 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 you know, you have a different feeling when they walk in the room, first of all. Secondly is you automatically immediately know something about that person. You know that they have discipline. You know that they have mental toughness. You know that they have confidence because that same guy or girl that walks in the room who is fit, they walk in the room with a different vibe sometimes. You know, their, their chin is held higher. Their chest is out more. You know, they have a, a different air of confidence around them, uh, about them. And now you're dealing with a leader who is disciplined, mentally tough, and confident. And that's going to elicit a different response from the team than somebody who's the opposite. Yeah, and I, I was reading an article not too long ago, and uh, it was a like a first sergeant and he was talking about how he worked for one of the generals and the general didn't eat all day. He said, or he thought the general didn't eat because he was, you know, maintaining his fitness and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, he would do his daily rounds and go say hi to the troops and that sort of thing. He said, you know, so he's like, I'm trying to be like this general and I'm not eating all day, you know? And then he, then he found out, Oh, well the general had like pretzels and stuff stuck in his, (laughs) you know, nuts and pretzels, you know, those healthy type foods. Right. And, um, even though he's out all day, you know, mingling with the troops. Uh, I thought that was funny. He's like, I'm trying to be like this general, you know, and just not eat, but really he was just snacking all day and well, the healthy snacks. That, 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 I want to ask you a question about that because you have a military background and, and I don't. And how many generals do you know in the military that are overweight? Not a lot. And that's not a coincidence. And I, again, I don't have firsthand knowledge of that. I just know what I see, you know, the generals they, that are on TV, not TV shows, but like the real generals that are on the news and stuff. They're very rarely overweight. I don't know that I've ever seen one. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think the, and that's where the translation uh, from fitness to, to leadership comes in, in that the same discipline it takes to take care of yourself physically is the same discipline required to be a great leader. And the great leaders tend to rise to the top like generals. Yeah, and then even I mean, we say generals, that's the top of the top. But uh, even when I was in airman leadership school, they told us every day, you know, we're going to let you go an hour early, but you need to go practice your volleyball because at the end of your class, you're going to play the Chiefs in volleyball. And, of course, we're all, like, in our 20s, and we're like, the Chiefs are all, you know, up there, you know, 40s, 50s. And we're like, we'll, we'll whoop them. And uh, so, <laughs> we're, you know, we're leaving early, and we're going home, and we're doing our whatever. Well, sure enough, the, the last week of our school – we were put 
you know, on the, on the volleyball court with these chiefs and they just whooped us, man. Cause that's all they did. You know, they went <laughs> right. and worked out every day on their lunch break or after work and they, you know, and they were a team. So it kind of reinforced that teamwork mentality, but also the, the, the fitness mentality that, sure. you know, if you're not a team and not in shape, you're not, you know, you're not going to win even if you're the younger guy. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great story. What about fat loss? You know, um, mm-hmm. say we're, we're trying to get in shape and, you know, you know, I, I'm a leader of a team and I'm trying to, you know, do my best and, and get down some, get down some pounds. What can I do? Yeah. So there, there's a few universal truths when it comes to fat loss. And at the end of the day, the, the, the top universal truth, if I had to build a fat loss pyramid, the foundation of that pyramid that everything else needs to be built upon is being in a consistent caloric deficit. We have to burn more calories than than we consume and without that being in place it is physically impossible to lose weight and this is it's the law of thermodynamics it's something we can't escape it is the only mostly universally accepted fact when it comes to uh, nutrition and fat loss you get a few outliers out there that refuse to believe it usually because they have a product to sell that you know kind of goes against it but at the end of the day any reputable nutrition nutritionist nutrition coach of any kind knows that being in a consistent caloric deficit is the most important thing. That doesn't mean it's the only thing that matters. It means it is the most important thing. It is the thing that needs to be at the forefront of what you do. And that is, you know, my industry is riddled with dogma. And you get a lot of people saying that, you know, keto is the only way to go or, or intermittent fasting is the only way to go or this kind of workout is the best workout for fat loss. There is no dogma. You know, the only universal truth is we need to be in a caloric deficit. Where the individuality comes in is when you talk about how to establish that caloric deficit. And there are so many different ways to go about it. You know, if you want to talk about your fad diets like keto and intermittent fasting, I'm not against those things by any means. But I will tell you that any weight that is lost via a fad diet is lost because it helped you establish a caloric deficit. So what we have to do is say, okay, fine, I've got to be in a consistent, and that's the key word, consistent caloric deficit to lose weight. Now it is a it, you know, coming upon me or a coach that I may may hire to help me find the way that I can do that in a way that that fits my lifestyle and my preferences, so I'm able to be consistent. Because see, if I come to you, Jason, and I say, hey, you know, the ketogenic diet is a great way to be in a caloric deficit, and you're going to lose a bunch of weight, but you love carbohydrates and you can't imagine going months without eating them then that is not the right approach for you. Now we have to find another approach. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't like breakfast and, and now we, we try intermittent fasting or maybe you're somebody who likes, you know, you, you like numbers and you want to track your calories manually. You know, maybe we try calorie tracking. There's a lot of different ways to skin that cat. But at the end of the day, we got to find a way that gets you in a consistent caloric deficit in a way that you can maintain for the long haul until your goal is accomplished and that is going to look different for everybody. And that's the nutrition side of things. On the, the fitness side or the exercise side, it's, it's very similar. You know, to, to use a similar, uh, similar analogy as, as I use with the nutrition, you know, let's say that I came to you and said, hey, you know, CrossFit is the best way to get fit. And you hate CrossFit. 
well, how long are you really going to last doing CrossFit? It's not going to last very long. The, the, the day is going to come where you're going to be like, forget this. I'm not getting out of bed to go do that. That was miserable. And we had to find a way of exercising that you enjoy. And it might be playing volleyball <laughs> to piggyback on the story you just told, or it might be another sport, or it might be running, or it might be weight training, or it might be, it might be CrossFit, or it might be a boot camp, or a class, or a Pilates, or yoga. There's a lot of different ways to do both nutrition and exercise. And our goal is to say, how can we exercise in a way? This is a three-pronged approach here. I'm going to hit all three. Exercise in a way we enjoy and can do consistently. Eat in a way that establishes a caloric deficit, but also that we can maintain for the long haul. And then the last piece is the piece most people miss. And when we talk about fat loss, you get a lot of people who, you know, we intuitively know or we've been taught to look at nutrition and fitness, nutrition and exercise. And those are two important pieces for sure. But there's also, and you touched on this, you know, about, you know, uh, being on your job sites and such, but is the movement outside of exercise is so powerful. You know, we have become a very sedentary society and we sit a lot. You know, we lay in our beds while we sleep. We get up, we get in our cars, we drive, we get to the office, we sit at the desk. And oh, by the way, getting from our car to our desk, we take the escalator or elevator. We can't even walk the stairs anymore. We sit at our desk all day. We get back in our car, we drive home, we come home, we sit on the couch, we go upstairs or go to our bedroom, we lay down and we go to, and we sit and lay, sit and lay all day long. And then if you are dedicated to working out, we think we're going to offset all of that sitting by a 30, 45 minute, one hour workout. And you're just not going to offset 16 right. hours of sitting with a, a short workout. So the three things we have to get working concurrently together or a nutrition plan that works for you and establishes that deficit, an exercise plan that you enjoy and can stick with, and a way to get you moving more throughout the day to, to really capitalize on that caloric output. Because listen, you can have 40% of your calories burned through movement that doesn't include exercise. And typically only 10% of your caloric output comes from exercise. So getting those three things working together in a way that fits your life and your preferences is the key to, to establishing long-term fat loss. Definitely. So that kind of goes to my next question. Tell me about being a police officer and trying to maintain your weight. <laughs> yeah, so I was a police officer for years and uh, I'm not anymore. I left that to open my first gym many years ago. But that was a, a tough battle. And I'll tell you why. And, and you see police officers who are overweight more than we should be. And there, again, there's probably different reasons for that. But one of the reasons is it is such a demanding job if you work in a busy area. I know when I left the police academy, I was in pretty good shape. And I went to a shift that was very busy. It was 3 p.m. in the afternoon until 11 at night. And that, you know, I live in the metro Atlanta area. And that's a very busy time traffic-wise. You're going call to call to call. And, you know, the restaurants are, 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 are pretty generous to cops a lot of times. They offer discounted food, sometimes free food. And it's never the, the healthy stuff. And you find yourself in this lifestyle of hitting drive-throughs because you're in a hurry or, you know, popping into a fast food place to get a good deal on the food. And, and next thing you know, you put on weight. And I did. I, I gained quite a bit of weight my first couple of years of being a police officer. And that's what springboarded me into, into what I do now is, and I, and I told the story on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I was actually on a call where there was uh, six, about 18-year-old kids were burglarizing a house. And we happened to pull up right as they were running out of the house. And of course, they scattered in, in six different directions. And I zeroed in on one and, um, and, and 
started a foot chase with, with the person. Now I was at the time 25, but I bet I was 30 pounds overweight at the time. And, uh, you know, our cars have cameras on them, uh, that, that point out the front of the windshield. You've probably right. seen that before. And when I went back and watched the video of me running after this guy, I was, it's a, it was the first time reality slapped me in the face of, Oh my gosh, things have gotten bad. And, and I'm chasing this guy and I finally caught him by luck. And it's because he went up a hill and stumbled back down and just kind of fell into my lap. Well, I went to talk on my radio and tell dispatch that I'd gotten the guy in custody and I couldn't speak. I was so out of breath. I could not speak, which is a very dangerous situation because all the other officers were in other areas chasing yeah. the perpetrators. I had nobody around me. Luckily, this guy was little and he didn't put up a fight. Had he, I would have been in a lot of trouble. And, and that was one of my wake up calls. And then, you know, there was a, another, you know, around that time period where I was sitting on my couch and looked down and realized that my gut was poking out. And, and that was the, the, really the first day of the rest of my life was something's got to change because one, it's dangerous for my job. But number two is, is I just don't like looking or feeling this way. I was young and single and it was unacceptable. So I, that's where my fitness journey started. And I began exercising. I didn't really know what I was doing back then. I was just following what the magazine said. And you know, I lost quite a bit of weight. I got down to 178 pounds and, and I was well, you know, I was about 220, I think when I started. And, uh, and that's what started my journey because people started coming to me like, that's a huge transformation. And like, what, what are you doing? And, and I really didn't know at the time, this was many years ago, what I was doing. I just kind of started telling people what I was doing and that built into me training people. And then one day I realized I love training. I love fitness. I don't love police work like I thought I would. And I opened my first gym and the rest is history. But that, that's, that's how we got where we're at today. Awesome. So any general leadership tips for the listeners? Yeah. And, and, and again, I'll, I'll connect this back to fitness because that, that's, you know, the topic we're, we're going for today, but listen, I haven't, you know, owned many businesses myself and had the lead teams for many, many years. I will tell you, there is nothing more powerful than a confident leader, right? Somebody who, who's self-assured, who, who has decisiveness, right? Can make decisions when it's time to step up and make decisions, you know, that's after obviously consulting your team and getting input, but, but making decisive decisions and, and that all is based on confidence. And that's why I'm such a fan of using fitness to help bolster that because at the end of the day, a leader who is fit, here's a few qualities that a fit leader has. And you can decide, you know, the listeners can decide for themselves whether or not these will be beneficial in, in leadership. But, you know, a, a, somebody who exercises is an energetic leader, right? A great way to have energy is to take care of your health and fitness, eat better, move your body. That usually translates to sleeping better. Imagine an energetic leader who comes in the office or, or wherever your team is led is confident, chest is out, chin's held high, right? That, that, again, elicits a different response from your team. Well, fitness can give you that feeling of confidence because not only is it how you look, but you also have the knowledge when you take care of yourself of knowing, I went to the gym today and did something that 95% of the population won't do, right? That in and of itself, the discipline required for that boosts your confidence. So now you've got an energetic leader who's confident. Now when you have energy, you're more focused, right? Now you've got a focused, energetic, confident leader or, or, or those personalities are, are within yourself, right? And, and the discipline that we spoke of as well, well, Typically, that kind of leader is going to be more patient, more understanding. Now you've got a, a patient leader 
And then last but not least, and I think this is a really big deal for most leaders, especially in the days and times we're in right now, is the way that fitness builds your mental toughness. And I think it takes copious amounts of mental toughness to be a great leader because I know leading my gyms, things weren't always running smooth. You know, we had down times, we had tough times, we had lean times, we had moments where I didn't think we were going to make it and you're scraping together any amount of money you can to keep the business alive, especially in my early days. And if you don't have mental toughness, here's what's going to happen. Your people are going to feel that from you. And we look to leaders to steady us, right? We look to leaders to, to calm us. We look to leaders for answers. And if you don't have that mental toughness to, and, and that, that you know, emotional resiliency to battle through the tough times, then your team's going to see you panicking. They're going to see you stressed. They're going to read and feel your anxiety. And it's going to trickle down into them. And it's going to affect their ability to perform at their, their highest standards. So when you take care of yourself physically, and again, I want to reiterate, this doesn't mean you have to be a, you know, a bodybuilder ripped on stage. That's not what fitness is. You know, fitness is just feeling good about yourself, having confidence, liking what's staring back at you in the mirror, right? That, and the, the energy that ensues from that, that's what fitness is. I'm not talking about being ripped. But when you have those qualities, you know, and, and you have the, the discipline to hit the gym and, and, and eat well, which is not easy. Eating well is not easy. You know, that mental toughness that is built from that, that translates directly into your leadership. And those are amazing leadership quality, qualities to have. And I promise you, your team will see that, read that, respond to that, and it will trickle down to them, not only in their job performance, but you'd be surprised how many of them start taking care of themselves better because you're leading the pack in that way. So I, I encourage anyone who, who is a leader in any form to at least start paying some attention to your health and fitness because I think you'll be blown away with the transformation it has, not just physically, but mentally, and therefore your ability to lead your people. Definitely. Some of that goes back to the episode we did a few weeks ago on reflection, leadership and reflection and being a resilient leader. You know, uh, working out can help you release some of that stress like you talked about and, and help you lead better because you're, you know, it's going to be stressful during your work day. And so being able to go and, and do your workouts or whatever your fitness routine is and get some of that stress out. It's going to help you the next day and, and manage your people. So. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Good deal. All right. So how can we find you? Yeah. So I, uh, again, I do online nutrition and fitness coaching now. That's what I moved into. I don't own gyms anymore. So I coach people all over the world. And if you want more information on what I do, you can go to jasongogginsfitness.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-G-O-G-G-A-N-S fitness.com. And every four to six weeks, depending on the calendar, I run a free seven-day fat loss challenge. It's run through Facebook. And it is my way of teaching people the fundamentals of fat loss, the scientifically proven evidence-based fundamentals of fat loss. And I emphasize those words because there's so much misinformation out there and, and there's so many gimmicks that, you know, the fads and such. And in that seven day challenge, we break through all of that. I present the science of fat loss in a very understandable and enjoyable way. And it's just my way of teaching people how to take that information and begin their own fat loss journey, but do so with the confidence of knowing they're doing it the most scientifically proven up-to-date way 
And, and that way they know that they're doing things the way they should be doing them and not just kind of swaying in the wind, hoping and praying that, that they're taking the right approach. So you can access that challenge by going to jasongogginsfitness.com. And then also you can find me on social media. Uh, Facebook is just Jason Goggins. And I do most of my, my, my posting and informational stuff through my personal profile there. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Jason. Absolutely, Jason. I appreciate you having me, man. It was a pleasure. All right. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Loading Podcast. You can support this podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash leadership loading to get access to exclusive content, chats, and a whole lot more. Again, that's patreon.com slash leadership loading or visit our website, leadershiploading.com for more options.